Well, amen. Thank you, Shelby, for that. Brother Tyler, thank you for great uh, song service today. And um, I've said this often, church, um, don't ever take that for granted. Um, we are blessed, and uh, we need to always be grateful and thankful um, for that. Psalm chapter 67 this morning, if you brought your Bible, Psalm 67, for those who may be visiting with us today, um, the month of April is always a huge month uh, for us at Fellowship Baptist Church, especially the last Wednesday through the last Sunday of April. Uh, this will be the 52nd year in the history of this church that we have held a missions conference. Um, I don't know if, if you come from churches or if your background is involved in churches um, that are largely mission-minded or not, uh, but I'll be honest with you, our mission is missions. Um, the last words that fell from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ were a challenge to reach the world with the gospel. And we have been committed to that as a church um, for 52 years now. And uh, God willing, uh, that will never diminish. Uh, that will only get stronger. And the impact will only grow larger as we continue to step out by faith every year and to do what we can to reach the peoples of the world. That's our mission. That's our commission. That's our mandate as a church. And uh, we understand that that starts right here in what Jesus would have referred to in Acts chapter 1 as our Jerusalem, uh, our own city, our own community. And uh, we try to be very, uh, very intentional in uh, reaching out to our community and uh, sharing the gospel with people in our community. And we believe that where it starts, uh, but it doesn't end there. Uh, that, that influence and that attempt to reach people with the gospel needs to be worldwide. And so, starting last Wednesday of this month, uh, we'll have uh, three missionary families with us, uh, one family uh, to the country of Mongolia, another family to the, to the country of Colombia, and then one family who's really sacrificing and suffering for Jesus as they take the gospel to Oahu. I think we need to take them on for support, and I think I need to go check up on them on occasion make sure that they're doing well um, and then uh, we will have as our keynote speaker uh, for those days pastor Bruce Humbert pastors the Sock Trail Baptist Church in the Chicago area and are really looking forward to introducing him to you and you to him um, if nothing else I got to say this the guy rocks an incredible handlebar mustache um, you'll just have to see it to believe it um, but uh, he does it well, uh, so well that he actually has, uh, he's had some tracks, some gospel tracks made up that uh, when people comment on his mustache at the airport or wherever, he'll just pull out one of these tracks and give them a track and to talk to them about the Lord. And uh, so he, uh, he does it well and uh, just a unique personality and really looking forward uh, to his ministry here. So if you're wondering, well, preacher, why in the world are you preaching on missions? Because we are, we are getting geared up 
uh, for our missions conference. It is the biggest event on the calendar at Fellowship Baptist Church, bar none. And it is the most important and influential uh, in the life of our church. And, and uh, so uh, I hope you will go with me on this journey this morning through the book of, or excuse me, through the 67th chapter of the book of Psalms as I attempt to preach under this title this morning, A Blessing to the Nations. Now here's, here's what I'd like to do. I want you to stand with me this morning, would you? I want everybody to stand. And uh, I want us to read through this psalm responsively. Now, I'll be reading, as always, from the King James Bible. If you don't have a Bible with you today, or maybe it's a different version, I'll have the King James verses on the screen for you. I'll read verse 1. I'll have you read verse 2. I'll read verse 3. You'll read verse 4, so on and so forth, to the bottom of the psalm. So if you're ready, say, let's go. All right, Psalm 67, I'll read verse 1. You come right in on verse 2. It'll be on the screen if you need it. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Thank you, and you may be seated. I want you to understand this right at the outset this morning, that the primary overarching theme in this psalm is this. God blesses us for the sake of his praise among all peoples. Let me say that again. God blesses us for the sake of his praise among all peoples. So if you have your Bible open there to Psalm 67, we're going to do a little work uh, this morning in, uh, in this passage, and then we'll make some practical application at the end of it. So let's begin where the psalmist begins in verse 1. God be merciful unto us. Us who? Us sinners who have rebelled against him. God, please, here's what he's praying. God, please do not give us what we rightfully deserve. Be merciful. I love Psalm 103, verses 10 and 11, where it says this. He hath not dealt with us after our sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. Somebody say amen right there. Aren't you thankful for that? That God doesn't reward us after our sins? That doesn't deal with us according to our iniquities? For as the heaven, David said, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. God be merciful unto us. And bless us. Now, is this talking about spiritual blessings 
Or is it talking about physical slash material blessings? The answer is yes. That God's spiritual blessings are in view here is evident from what we just read about his mercy. And then also there it talks about his, his favor, his face shining on us. God viewing us with favor. Then you get down here to, to the verse that you read, verse 6, and you read of the earth yielding her increase, which is an obvious ref, reference to physical, material blessing. So the request here for God's blessing is both spiritual and physical or material. The psalmist asks God to be merciful and to bless and to show favor. But then I want you to notice at the close of verse 1, there's a word there. It's the word selah. It's a really a musical term as the psalms were actually musical in nature. They were songs. That is a a musical term, and it doesn't signify the end of the sentence. It doesn't signify the close of this thought. It's much like in the music that we sung this morning. We had a number of rests. They're called rest in music. In musical score, there are rests. And really, that's what the word sila meant. It meant to, st- to stop, to pause and ponder or think about the things that you've just read. But then the psalmist goes on because there's more to this thought. And and as I poured over this psalm uh, this week, I came to this conclusion that the most important word in this psalm, in my opinion, is the very first word of the very next uh, verse, and it's the word that. It tells us that there is a purpose for God's blessings. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that or so thy way may be made known upon the earth thy saving health among all nations. Do you see it there this morning? God blesses us so we can be a blessing To all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee, the psalmist says. And in case we didn't get it the first time, he repeats it again in verse 5. Two times in in this psalm, he says, "Let, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. God blesses us for the sake of his praise among all people. The word people there referring to the various tribes and clans and ethnic groups in the world. And we talked a little bit about this uh, last Sunday. Numbers vary as to how many different uh, ethnic groups there are in the world. But regardless of the number, here's what we need to understand today. God wants to be praised by them all. From north to south, from east to west from rich to poor, from young to old, from urban to rural, every tribe, every language, among every ethnic group, to the ends of the earth, the psalmist said, may they all 
praise His name. That's why God blesses us with both spiritual and material blessings. So we can see to it that all people everywhere praise His name. And by the way, this truth is not just contained in this verse or in this psalm. It is prevalent throughout the scriptures, this this principle of God blessing us so we can be a blessing. For example, in Psalm chapter 12, God said, I will bless thee and thou shalt be a blessing. Then you go on in the book of Psalm chapter 26, and, uh, or excuse me, the book of Genesis chapter 26 and chapter 28, God said to both Isaac and to Jacob that the reason that he was going to bless them was so that others would be blessed. And then you can go into the New Testament and to find uh, this principle as well. For example, in Galatians chapter 1, but when it pleased God, Paul said, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that, here's the reason, here's the purpose God did that, that I may preach him among the heathen or among the lost or those without the gospel. So Paul said the reason God blessed him with the grace of salvation was so that he could preach him. And finally, over in the final book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 7, and this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. The truth that God blesses His people for the sake of His praise among the nations is found from cover to cover in the Bible. But that one great truth can lead to one great danger. And that's a danger that that we all need to be aware of this morning. Anyone whom God has blessed spiritually, that would be those who have experienced His grace and salvation. And anyone whom God has blessed materially, and in all truth, that would be all of us, whether saved or not. Listen, even the poorest American would be counted rich in many nations in this world. God has been good to us in letting us live in America. But church, here's the danger. We are prone to disconnect God's blessings in our lives from His purpose for our lives. Listen, we all love grace. Am I right? We all love grace. We love to hear about it. We love to sing about it. We love to think about it. I mean, we just love it. Grace is awesome. But too often we make grace all about us and we disconnect it from God's ultimate purpose. The message God sends us when he bestows his grace on us, is not just, hey, I love you. 
Not that that's not true, because God does love us, and God does bless us, but he does it so that. God has a purpose. Listen, God has a purpose beyond our own enjoyment in blessing us and bestowing his grace on us. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. You're making it sound like God has some ulterior motive for blessing me. And I would say, you're right. He does. And it's this. God blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. God blesses me spiritually with his grace in salvation so I can make his grace known to all people. God blesses me materially with with wealth, not so I can be more comfortable, not so I can be more secure, not so I can enjoy more things. That's not God's ultimate purpose for blessing me. That's not even biblical. God has given us wealth in this world so we can spread his word in this world. Amen. Listen, all of God's blessings ultimately center on him. Not us. So listen, church, that's, that can be a game changer. Because when we come to that reality and we embrace it with all of our heart, then we begin to understand why giving to missions is so important. Now somebody's sitting there saying, I knew it. I knew it. I was going to go to church and that preacher was going to talk about giving. Every time I go to church, preacher preaches about giving. Well, here's what I'll say to you. You need to go to church more. (laughs) That doesn't happen often here. But I will never, ever, ever apologize for talking about giving to missions. Because that's our mission. That's our mandate. And the bottom line is you can't do ministry anywhere. I don't care if it's in liberal Kansas or if it's in Mongolia. You can't do ministry without financial support. But when we wrap our minds around this biblical principle that God blesses us so we can be a blessing to others, I'm telling you, it can be a game changer in our lives. There are billions of people in this world who have never heard the gospel. Preached a whole message on that last week it's not that they've heard it and rejected it it's that they've never heard it not even one time and maybe the reason they haven't heard it is because those of us who have been blessed to hear it and who have received it have disconnected 
God's blessing in our life that way from his purpose. May God forgive those of us who have heard the gospel. God forgive us for sitting back in our comfortable homes and churches with that very same gospel and for being content to spend the majority of our time and our money that he has blessed us with on ourselves. God forgive us for that. May God forgive us for disconnecting his blessing from his purpose, which is to make him known among all nations. So what can we take away from this text that will transform the way we think and the way we live? Let me share a few thoughts with you real quick. Number one, Realize who God is. God is a merciful Savior. Listen, that's the good news that we have to share with the nations. God loves you, Jesus died for you, and you can be saved forever. It's the same message in any language. God loves you, Jesus died for you, and God will save you forever. That's the message of the gospel. God is the righteous judge. Verse 4, for thou shalt judge the people righteously. This is a sobering truth for all who don't trust him. And it's the truth we've got to tell the world. And do this this morning. Put yourself in the shoes of any person in any one of the unreached people groups in the world. What if you were one of them? And what if the Bible is true? And what if God judges all people everywhere? And what if in your sin you stand before God condemned one day? Wouldn't you want someone to tell you how to be saved? Wouldn't you want someone to be willing to leave the comfortable confines of their home and the security of their family and surrender to God's call to the mission field? And in more, more particularly, your mission field? And wouldn't you want them to come to tell you how the judge of, of all the earth has made a way for you to be saved? from his judgment in eternity? And wouldn't you want others to give so they could go? God is a sovereign king. Verse 4 again, For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Church, listen, this is why we give sacrificially and we go willingly, and we pray fervently, because God is king of the nations, and he deserves the praise of all people. Let the people praise thee, O God. Verse 3, verse 5, let all the people praise thee. 
The first thing we must do in order to catch the life-changing truth of this psalm is realize who God is. And then there's a second thing real quick. We must realize why God blesses. Well, first of all, we've made this perfectly clear, and I think we've established this point this morning. God wants to be known and praised among all people. But here's something else to consider from this psalm. God wants to be enjoyed by all people. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. A man by the name of John Piper said this, The goal of missions is the gladness of the people in the greatness of God. God doesn't just want people to know Him. He wants them to enjoy Him. And this psalm is not the only place where that truth is expressed. We find it in Psalm 69, 32. The humble shall see this and be what, church? Say it again. Say it again. There you go. And the humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. Psalm 70, verse 4. Let all those that seek thee, what, church? And what? Be glad in thee. God just doesn't want to be known. God wants to be enjoyed. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. Psalm 97 and verse 1, the Lord reigneth. Let the earth, what church? Rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. And that is what happens when the gospel is preached among all nations. People get saved, and they rejoice, and they're glad in the Lord. And then we get glad in the Lord when we hear that people all around the world have been saved because we were willing to invest in missions. Listen, God has designed our hearts to be glad in giving not hoarding. Let that sink in for a minute. God has designed our hearts to be glad in giving, not hoarding. Have any of you watched that outrageous TV show, Hoarders? I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody on that show that's happy. Because we are not designed to be happy in hoarding. God designed us to be happy in giving. Listen, we exist in a culture of lies. Lies that say, get, 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 and you'll be happy. But that's not true. The Bible is true. And the Bible says, give, 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 and you'll be happy. And not only will you be happy, those who are blessed by your giving will be happy. So God wants to be known and praised by all people. He wants to be enjoyed by all people. And then he wants to be feared by all people, to be respected, to be reverenced. When people come to know the Lord, he becomes the object of their worship. They turn away from the false gods of their own making and reverence and respect the one true God. I read you last Sunday night the text 
that one of our uh, Taiwanese ladies sent me after Sunday morning's message. And in that text, she talked about how she had been raised to worship her dead ancestors. And when God revealed himself to her, and she was exposed to the truth of the gospel and got saved, that changed her life. And listen, that needs to happen all around the world. As people worship their dead ancestors and idols made of stone and wood and, and, and the sun and the moon and the stars and all kinds of stuff. They worship all kinds of false man-made gods, but they don't know and understand and come to worship the one true God. The last thought that I want to share with you is this. We must realize what this means. What does this psalm mean for my life? What does it mean for your life? Because I'm confident that God wants us to go away from here this morning with more than just information. He wants the truth of this psalm to change the trajectory of our lives. And here's how that can happen. Number one, this prayer must be constant on our lips. That God would be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us so that his way may be known upon the earth and his salvation among the nations. That ought to be the prayer for every, uh, 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 for every member of Fellowship Baptist Church. It ought to be the prayer for our churches in general. It ought to be the prayer for the missionaries that are sent specifically out of this church, the Gabbards in New Zealand, the Vots in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Kings in Oral Valley, Arizona. We ought to pray this for other missionaries and other church planters that we support. This ought to be uh, our prayer for our own life. And for the life of our family, God, be merciful to us and bless us and cause your face to shine upon us so that we can make your way known upon the earth, beginning right here in liberal Kansas. This prayer must be constant on our lips. And finally, this purpose must captivate our lives we have to put feet to our prayers listen church the time is short I believe that the time is short and the need is great we don't have time to sit back and soak in a grace that centers on us this is not about us this is about God and his purpose which is to be praised among the nations but in order to be praised among the nations he has to be known among the nations and before he can be known among the nations someone has to go and tell but before they can go and tell we have to give. Now get this, don't miss it. As this purpose captivates our lives and we give so others can go, 
so that God can be known among the nations, then we're going to be blessed. And we'll get to do it again and again and again. Now listen to this. This is good. If God blesses his people for the sake of the nations, then God is most likely to bless us when we are planning and longing and praying to bless the nations. If God wants his goods to get to the nations, then he will fill the truck that's driving to the nations. He will bless the church that's pouring itself out for unreached peoples of the world. And this blessing is not payment for service rendered. It's power and joy for a mission to accomplish. When we move toward the unreached peoples, we're not earning God's blessings. We are leaping into the river of blessings that is already flowing to the nations. So here's how I would sum that up. Let's quit asking God to do what we're blessing and start doing what God's blessing. I mean, God is in in the business of making sure that his name is known among all people. That's what he's blessing. So let's get in on that. As individuals, as a church, let's just jump in feet first into this whole missions endeavor and see what God does for us. Because he promises to bless those who are involved in getting his name all nations. This is no secret to anyone who's been a member of Fellowship Baptist Church for any number of years. I contend, the pastor before me contended, that the reason God has blessed this church is primarily because of our involvement in missions. I believe that's a biblical principle. As an old preacher from years gone by said, we can either evangelize or we can fossilize. And that applies to Fellowship Baptist Church. The day that we forget what our purpose is, which is missions and reaching people with the gospel, and the day we become inward focused and we start focusing all of our time and all of our attention and all of our resources on us, And forget about them is the day we start going downhill. And personally, I don't want to be at the helm when this ship starts to sink. So I'm going to do everything I can to rally the troops. All hands on deck in missions. Let's all have a part. Let's all get involved. And I believe God will bless that. Every head bowed and every eye closed.